And so he's watching it the whole night, bragging about how he bought it for her, et cetera, et cetera, right? And I let the comment slip. Like, it's a nice bag, but a bag is like a starter bag if you want to talk about designers. Hi everyone, uh, recording live from Goldenrod City. Uh, we're taking place for uh, Miss Mary and Professor Oak. It is Nicholas Lance Bradley and Benjamin Jake Gonzalez. Hello, how are y'all doing? Uh, Hello. Only true Pokemon fans will know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, someone's like Goldenrod, what the hell? Isn't that a color? It is, a, it's also a city in Pokemon. Oh, I see. <laughs> It's a city where they have a big old radio tower, and then Team Rocket takes over the radio tower, and you have to save it. All right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for living my fantasy. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I am fed, as you said in several episodes before. You're fed. You're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had a, co- a cup of coffee, had some water. Yoda's doing well. His ears and his no more side face thing as bad, you know? Life's doing okay right now. How about you? How are you doing? How's your mental health? Good. I'd give it a, out of one scale from one to ten, I'd give it like a five. Is that good? Yeah, because normally if I'm at like an eight. Wait, what? What do you mean what? You asked me. On a scale from one to, what is the scale doing? One ten meaning. Is, ten is like really stressed and one is less okay. stressed. Okay. One is always for me less and the worst one the ten always because you can keep going up from that point. You can't keep going up if you make one the worst. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Most of the time, scales are the opposite way, so that's why I was Really? I don't feel like that's accurate. It is. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But good to know. Okay. It's still interesting that five is uh, good for you. Yeah. Um, How was your week? (laughs) Uh, It was... It went by really fast. So, good? I feel like it flew by faster than I normally would like it to, but overall, I would say pretty good. Like, good news from maybe not just for me but for people around me it's been good news and that's been good i'm happy that i'm just happy that good things are happening slowly you know mm-hmm. and what about you how's your week been uh my meek my, my, your meek <laughs> my week has been um pretty decent um <laughs> do you want to handle him before we continue yeah pause Yes, my week. So Friday, celebrated birthday. We mm-hmm. went to a bar. And, and that was a interesting situation to be put in. Obviously, going into it, I already knew it was going to be interesting because straight people. And while I am attracted to women, uh, that still doesn't eliminate the issue of straight men. So that was an interesting, interesting situation. I unintentionally made boyfriend insecure again because of how I look so it's more so a personal thing it's not necessarily having to do with specifically there's gonna be a lot of cat noises in this part but yes yeah, not her but it also it more so has to do with me as an individual I make him insecure separate from but then the added additional relational situation between me and adds more insecurity so I say all that to say he was talking out the side of his head the entire night. Oh, like you could hear. 
Yeah, and I was told things, but that night ended in the morning. I went to bed around five something mm -hmm. because we got food after. But I was just privy to information that doesn't sit well with me after the fact. I just think that people who act a certain way when they're drunk have alcohol in their system or and or are intoxicated by whichever substance they decided to ingest doesn't excuse your behavior. Mm -hmm. To me, that shows me something about you that you need to work on, and that's a red flag. So I mentioned that to her. She said she talked to him about it. Again, I'm not gonna insert myself in that relationship because it's not my relationship. I'm only gonna address the things that have to do with me personally, mm -hmm. that involve me personally. But yeah, that was just, it was too much. Like he, she told me about, told me about later how when they were leaving, he told her to shut the fuck up. What? Right. <laughs> what? Exactly. I've... Because she was, I forget the context, but she was like trying to bring his attention to something and he told her to shut the fuck up. And just, I had just noticed the way he was talking to her and about her the entire night. The way he would, so we were, we were dancing. First off, it was... I was going to say, first off, I dance better than him. And that I mean, I dance better thing. than most people, but that's not the thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> friend bought her best friend. It was like all of us that were there had a best friend. And so we got there, got to the table. We were just talking and stuff. And then I could once again notice that people were staring at me. And it makes me uncomfortable when people stare at me and don't say anything to me. Cause I'm like, whether it's you have an issue with me or whether you want to compliment me or whether you just simply want to talk to me, like say something because just staring is weird. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna start talking to people across the table. So I say hi to everybody. And then I individually start having conversations with people. I'm moving around. I'm like, I truly don't give a fuck how people feel about me because y'all don't really know me, but I'm gonna, mm -hmm. you know, give you an impression of me. I talk to everybody, but then I get to and he is acting weird with me. Come to find out later throughout the night, he had gone to and pretty much was like trying to check on her and be like, so that's just your best friend. That's that's all he is to you. Ew. Right. So I was like, I told him. I was like, naturally, I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense because he's looking out for his best friend's best interest. But at the same time, once again, through this whole thing, it is not like I have tried to insert myself in this relationship to where I'm trying to take her is away from him. Is this the first time you met this guy? The best friend? Uh-huh. Yes. Well, who the fuck are you? Like, you know what I mean? Who are He didn't say that to my face, so I didn't, you know. But if he would have, I would have addressed it with him. But at the same time, like I'm well, saying, of course he, would he was acting weird with me at first. and But then I like to think because I'm charming and nice, he got over it because then he started to open up to me. And I think that's what was making boyfriend a little upset because he had nobody along his side well his not paranoia. even not even that but it was like not to say that everybody likes me but it was the way i was that night with everyone it was kind of hard to dislike me like i didn't give any, i didn't give anyone a reason to dislike me so fast forward later on one of friends best friends wanted to dance and so she was going to the dance floor so i was like you're gonna go by yourself i'll go dance with you like nobody else is dancing anyway uh -huh. so like and I didn't, I don't want to sit here and yeah. drink. So I get up and go dance and then like, oh, I'll go dance. And then friend is like, I'm going to get up and dance. So pretty much all the girls and me decide to go dance. We're dancing for a few songs out of nowhere. Boyfriend comes and pretty much is all up on her. And I made sure, like, you know how I dance. And I personally don't really care to grind on people. Like, even if I'm romantically involved with you, I think it's awkward. It's, it's uncomfortable for me. But because I'm self-aware and I'm also trying not to make any further issues, I'm like, I'm going to dance a certain way so that it is known that I'm dancing with everybody here and not just solely. 
He comes out of nowhere, gets her up against the table, and then is just like pretty much talking to her and won't leave her alone. He's policing her outfit, telling her to pull her skirt up, pull it's it down. It's her birthday. Thank you. So, I don't know. All that just sat wrong with me, and I was just mm-hmm. like... Okay, like, not my relationship. It was just very much interesting to observe them together. And I'm definitely in a place where I'm trying to ensure that, like, aside from people that I obviously am in love with and like, for people that I love, speaking of, like, my best friends, like you, Tyler, Laura, Erica, etc. Like, I don't want my love or, <sighs> worst term, uh, territor- territorial traits or um, possessiveness to come out in a negative way to it seems like where I'm blocking y'all from your own happiness. So I'm very much aware of that and I'm very much working on that. So the fact that he was acting that way made me even more upset because I'm like, I'm not even giving you a reason to act this way. Which is why he's creating one. Exactly. And so it just made me mad, but not mad to the point where it ruined my night, but it was just like mental notes. Once again, cancer, I'm like, I see you and I'm making a mental note of that. I don't, and I don't want to, I try not to talk to her about what I see all the time because again, I don't want to only talk to you about who you're with about negative things that they're doing because then I don't want to try and put negative thoughts in your head and then it seems like I'm trying to break y'all up because that's not my intention uh-huh. ultimately I want you to be happy I just don't agree with things that a person does negatively towards the person that I love or care about you know like she telling me to shut the fuck up like, or that's, that's telling you to pull your out, pull your shirt up or cover yourself he gave her his jacket for what what do you think for what to sit on to cover herself up oh, no. but it was covered in oh because you're cold bullshit I'm like that's another thing that makes me upset. She'll tell you if she's cold and she can ask you for your jacket. That's the other thing that makes me upset. I'm like, you met this individual like, that's the statement in itself individual like she was her whole ass person before she met you and she still will be while with you you don't get with somebody and then police how they dress and police how they're acting like and i say that within the boundaries of she's not disrespecting you in any way Mm -hmm. so what is all of this you're here your ego your insecurity like what so yeah i mean i'm gonna move on after this but i just also wanted to make a note so the entire night he's like watching the bag holding the bag and don't get me wrong it's a nice bag i personally wouldn't buy it for myself but it's a nice bag and so he's watching it the whole night bragging about how he bought it for her etc etc right and i let the comment slip like it's a nice bag but a bag is like a starter bag if you want to talk about designers like it's it's not like a a birkin or something (laughs) i'm just saying it's not like it's a birkin or something and don't get me wrong is really nice but it's like don't flaunt like why are you trying to like act like you have a whole bunch of money by getting this one bag for her that's one thing I'm that she was gonna already gonna somebody. buy for herself one thing i'm not gonna do with somebody is flaunt money because even if i did have it i'm still not gonna do that and that's what what i had pointed out to her i was just like for me personally it's not cute for people to flaunt it in your face and if you really have it why do you need to flaunt it and talk about it so it's just shit like that where i was just like mm, we'll see how long this lasts like i want her to be happy i do but I told her, I was like, if you want, like, I can talk to him so he doesn't feel special about me anymore. Because whatever I had said to him really triggered him. He gotta go. He's got to go. He gotta go. In my opinion. That is some really ridiculous... Okay, real quick, just a real quick comment I just need to make. Um, from what I've observed a lot about straight men, I don't care what, what race you are, but straight men always... In this society that we're in, they always like to say that women are gossipers and drama. No, But I'm sorry, it's men. No, men in general, not men, just straight men. Men just don't have a hold on their emotions. They don't know how to communicate anything. That's why they let it play tricks on them because they're idiots 
So this is complete. He gotta idiots. go, girl. He got. He does, go. And, and that was my whole thing too. Is I'm like the entire night. I'm like, like I said, like I obviously have had my struggles with and being in relationships and stuff. But I'm more so in the place now where I'm like, she supported me throughout my relationships. I need to be there for her and support her throughout her relationships, even if we're not together. So even more so with that in mind, I'm like, I'm not going to comment on things even if they bother me because it's not my relationship and she'll handle what she can handle. As long as he's not hitting her. Why are you... He shouldn't be talking to her like that either. Exactly. And I was like, there's a reason he's doing certain things while I'm not around and that doesn't sit well with me because you know damn well somebody would say something to you. You're choosing to act a certain way around certain people and that to me is a flag. That's very dangerous to me. But I was like, whatever. So going out that night was was it was fun for the people that i didn't interact with aside from him and his best friend the mouthful yeah it was it was good but yeah that was my friday and then sunday sunday i think was like an accumulation of like a lot of emotions for me like just throughout the week and stuff so i just was going through it that day and it was just unexpected for me because like going from getting like good news pretty much different days of the week and then sunday not feeling the best it was like it was a lot. Um, and then other than that, it was a good week. I got some books, some some books from Audible. Yeah, you, I remember you mentioned that like the other day and I was going to ask you, but I was like, it'll probably tell me what books he got. Yeah, I got some, I got some books, um, two of which I started. One is called What Happened to You by Bruce D. Perry and Oprah. And oh. the other one is called The Joy of Sex by Alex Comfort. Is it it straight sex, though? Is it what? It's about straight sex. It's not specifically designed to be for straight or gay sex. It's just about sex and connecting with your body. Mm. Um, And so I wanted more books about that because I wanted to connect with my body more sexually. And there's just things I've noticed because of trauma, because of unconscious habits where I've like have a disconnect with my body in a way. So I wanted to learn about different ways to connect with it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But in that same regard, I just did a simple Google search of uh, like different ways to connect with your body, not explicitly saying like men finding ways to connect with your body. And the first three pages were nothing but directed towards women. And I'm like, so men don't have issues connecting with their body? They don't like on a deeper level. They probably just don't acknowledge as much as that just upset me because I'm like, this is like once again, a message being sent to people or is sent to men and women that like only women have this issue. Interesting, interesting. I think it's more than that. I think it's not just the message. It's like, it's been told you're not, it's not okay. And there's no, there's no comfort. There's not, nothing's been made comfortable for men to express that in our society, I feel like. So it's a lot of things, I think. Yeah. I've also been organizing our schedules too. I think I told you that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been exciting to me because I also enjoy scheduling and being organized it's been like months of me not being on a schedule and i finally had enough but there's a lot of shit that we're working on personally and separate and together that i wanted to get so that we can actually get some shit done gavin won the election uh-huh. so that happened this past week the first day of fall was yesterday can't tell the difference with this 90 fucking degree weather yeah i know well that's like normal though like mm. for the past 10 years like it's not normally cold when fall first starts well, that's especially in september warming. well yeah but i'm saying like past 10 years it's not anything new it's been hot i remember when it used time. to be cold and raining on this so do i in october when supposedly september. we're supposed to get a lot of rain in october this they year they say that every fucking year <laughs> 
and it never <laughs> fucking happens. Maybe the only time it always rains, I've noticed, and it's always cold, is literally Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Like it's cold Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. Usually there'll be like some sort of rain or a sprinkle, or and it's at least in like six. It's at least like sixty nine, which I'm like that's consistent. But can we have like a week of that maybe, like on and off rain for a week? That'd be nice. I've noticed that it also rains on Halloween too. Mm-hmm. Like even if it drizzles a little bit, it rains. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, overall good week. Lots of things happening for me and for us and things we've. Oh, did you listen to Lizzo Nas X album all the way through yet? I did. Uh, Thoughts? It's good. I like maybe half of the album. Mm-hmm. I like about half of it. Um, it's good. I think it's a good. It's his first album, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty good. Um, I heard it take two years for him to make it. Okay. He's been making it for two years or working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could be incorrect, but I know it was longer than a year. Um, and I think it's pretty good. I was surprised. I like. I just wish that the co- that the features like with Megan and Doja was longer than twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. But I guess I understand. Because the songs aren't even that long on those tracks. But I like it. I mean, think about how much that is, too. No, yeah, yeah. But I do know... I figure that they're going to make music videos for those ones because they're both on those tracks. I like it. My Out of all the songs, I think my favorite is the one with Megan. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. I kind of like the one with Doja, but then I kind of could like it without her on it. Okay. Like, I, there's some songs that she's on, I think they'd be better without her. Okay. Like that one... And then I think it's Mon- Montero. I like that one too. Those Call are me by your name. Mm-hmm. No, that's different. Oh, there's a song called Montero. I think yeah. There's Call Me by Your Name. Montero is the one with the, where they're dancing naked in the in the prison. Call Me by Your Name is the one with he's stripping on the devil. I think. Let me look real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the those are the three songs I'm probably listening to off that album a lot more than most. So it's Montero. Call Me by Your Name is the one song. Mm-hmm. The one you're talking about in their football pads and stuff mm-hmm. that's what that's what i want that's what it's called the the name of the song that's what i want hmm. okay mm-hmm. but yeah i listened to it all the way through as well i liked it overall but i agree i agree with you like half the album is what i would seek out more than like the entire album yeah but overall it was a good album once again it it made me happy that you know we have this representation and that he did this there was a lot of money that went into the promotion and advertising and marketing of this album like just when we had did like our first like blind listen of the random singles and not in order and on youtube when we were watching the like visuals and how they made the is that considered like 3d cgi yeah it's like it's like animation it's a certain type of animation okay yeah like the the animation hyper realism stuff like i mean you know more than i do about how much work goes into that but i'm like that is not expensive i mean not cheap it's a lot to do like to and i know it was like on a loop like it was like maybe like a 10 second loop but still it was very detailed it was like especially the one with the one with megan the one with megan that was long. They were going, and it was a lot of detail going mm-hmm. through Green Lush, and then it was like going through a castle with the following a butterfly. I'm like, I personally, I'm that is not my skill level to do that. So I know that took a lot of work for whatever team he got to do that, and the, I think that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like the one, the visuals for the the one with him and Doja too. That was really cool. The, there's just their bodies mm-hmm. and it's like really like, it's all red, but it's like really chiseled. Everything's really chiseled out. I watched, um, excuse me. I watched how videos are being made now with when CGI and like green screens are added to it. It's a lot of fucking work. 
but like looking at the sets, the majority of the sets are just green screens, I which is crazy like, to me. I know. I, I appreciate people who do that stuff and I get that's a lot of work, but they're like, I look back on older things, music videos and just real videos and movies and shows. Nothing beats a real set. Set design, yeah. I'm sorry. Like nothing. Because like we, when I showed you the drag race thing where they redid the Brady Bunch episode mm-hmm. and you seen like what was CGI, you could tell it looks kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. Shooting it. I'm like, ugh, that takes me out of it a little bit. I rather, why not just build the set? Yeah. But because of COVID and the pandemic and quarantine, a lot of things were made during lockdown. So a lot of stuff we're getting now is because of Mm-hmm. a result of that so hopefully but that like, was, I mean that was even before <clears throat> yeah it was um, hopefully like not to take away from those digital artists jobs hopefully we get like a good amount of uh, videos that have actual set design as well as the animation yeah but I don't think everything I don't think everything needs to be digitally created I think that's kind of sometimes a cop out mm-hmm. and it takes away from the art from like the the workmanship the craftsmanship of actual actual set design having to maybe this is maybe a harsh opinion but like lighting you think about lighting you don't have to do as much it's easier to control the lighting if everything is green screen because you get to put that light on the computer wherever you want it and all of a sudden it lights up whatever you've recorded and when you're doing it with the live set you have to know the lighting and Mm -hmm. you have to study the set that you have before as the director and everything be like okay if we have the lighting here can we mark like it's a lot different so I just like maybe it's just I I like to see that like that skill with the directors and stuff that they have because that just makes you better at your craft and I don't know that's just little thoughts that I have when I see a lot of digital sometimes yeah I agree with you I do think also though it is adds an extra level of difficulty for lighting when there is not a set because you have to envision something that's not there and then make up the shadows from there <clears throat> um, and things we've watched Wendy is not back she has COVID y'all she got sick before she got COVID she got sick um, non-COVID related so that was sad to see yeah but I'm not gonna lie she'll be back the fourth I'm not gonna lie my honest opinion was I'm not surprised that she got COVID because she was going out and she would talk about it all the time the whole season and still like police people but then she's going out too it's like girl it's fine but you know I don't know New York huh best city in the world <laughs> yeah, other than that, I watched YouTube videos on photography and film. Um, we just watched the Kelly Clarkson show with Ariana and then them perform on The Voice. I haven't watched the full Voice episode yet, but I did record it. Uh, but other than that, I haven't watched anything. I've just been pretty much working on my computer the entire week. Have you watched anything? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, not really. Nothing past. I've just been watching. A- if I am watching something, it's something comedy related recently. So that's pretty much it. And just music while I'm doing stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nothing new or exciting. Um, I did tell you that Star Wars uh, Visions is out today. I'm excited to start watching that. So that might be like something I'm going to start watching. Mm-hmm. In world news, the only thing that really, or not the only thing, but the thing that kept coming across my timelines and phone were what's going on with the Haitian refugees. Um, I am a little confused as to why Haitian refugees are in Mexico. Because the U.S. spy is not taking uh, them? Because they were trying to cross the Mexican border. So that was confusing to me. Because I was like, how did they get to Mexico? They probably flew. Um, but just the way that that's being handled, it's, it's really sad. It's really interesting how, like, I understand the separation between the president and the 
border patrol agents, like the president not directly being over them. Um, so I understand that he may not know all that that's going on. But where I, what I do think is interesting and ignorantly think that he could do something about is after finding out, why not stop it? Mm-hmm. Because after watching Jen, Sp- Jen Psaki initial response to the reporters about what's going on. She kept saying like, I didn't have any information of this. The president didn't have any information from this. Uh, I'll get further information, which she's doing her job She because they didn't know. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, but what's happened after that? Like, I haven't seen anything what? happen after that. And again, I'm going to look more into this after we're done recording. But like, when does power become, you know, useless? Like, what are you in that position for? This is not how you should be handling because refugees. There's, there's nothing that's going to benefit his agenda. The reason why I, I didn't know that this was happening but this is what my brain's thinking uh, why it's not getting dealt with because he's already taking he's this is me i'm assuming just from knowing politics and how everything works it's all about personal gain for your whatever he's already taking in uh refugees from afghanistan so he's like, I can't take any more. Yeah, but that's it's what a it legal right for people to seek asylum That's what, here. That's what my brain's thinking of. Like, he's like, I've already taken enough. Like, I don't need, we don't need any more refugees from anywhere. That's, I'm assuming that's what it is just because of like past different, uh, what are they called? Uh, uh, people, the presidencies, their agenda or their whatever past have all done that. Like, they've all been like, take from here, but not from there. Like, they're always like that shit, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming is the reason why. Because I don't think there's any excuse why he should, they shouldn't have known about it. How the hell is the press going to know before you and you're the president and you get all this information? You get information about all, like, 82 different bases on the planet that we have every day, all the time, every second. You have access. You don't have access to knowing what the fuck's going on with the border between us and the U.S. or us and Canada or any of our borders. Like, I, I find that hard to believe that there's no information that didn't reach him mm-hmm. before that's why I'm, I'm maybe I'm not as uh, I'm not giving him the chance because this isn't his promises weren't like give me a chance his promises were I'm gonna do and you're already slipping yeah he's already fallen through with most or changed yeah backtracked and said well actually this is what I meant and it's like oh god okay but yeah you you didn't know what was going on no, or don't know what the I, Haitian I, refugees no clue they're whipping them they're on horseback and they're whipping making it or they were making them cross the river that they were trying to cross several people have been killed several people have drowned whipping who's whipping them the border patrol the American border patrol yes I'll send you I'll send stuff to you well I mean I, I'm not surprised that our border can, p- patrol is doing shit like that wow the, but I still stand by what I said I don't think there's an excuse why he should why the president somehow didn't know There's that's bullshit Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that there's no way you don't know. The only thing I've seen in the news recently a lot is that the UN's been meeting this whole week about Afghanistan and they're, meet, they're in New York right now. Mm-hmm. And they're all trying to figure out how to help Afghanistan. And other, I, I know there's they're meeting for other things too, but the main issue was talks of Afghan, like Afghanistan people mm-hmm. and how to, like how we can, in this short amount of time, everything like for women's rights and everything is going back to how like is reversing so fast. And we like, everyone's just allowing it to happen. Yeah. So I'll be back next week with more information on the Haitian migrants and what's going on with them. But that was just really sad to see. I, I just sent you a few mm-hmm. posts. Uh, with the pictures on it it is sad warning you but yeah that that was a big thing across my news story and then i also wanted or feeds but i also wanted to give you an update on remember i was telling you about the ohio mayor and the school book so the book is called 
for people's references, 642 things to write about. This book was provided to high school students taking a college credit course. The book has been removed from the course by school officials since this broke news. I don't even know what college would give you those unless you were writing about... Well, honestly, I don't even know because even if you're you're becoming a sex therapist and you're studying in college and you're like, this is going to be part of your major, I don't understand why you're going to need to write about a fantasy other than like you're trying to sell like this product. You know what I mean? Like what? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? The name of the school is Hudson High School Hudson. in Ohio. And the principal of the school is Brian Welch. So I have a few excerpts from USA Today and the Beacon Journal. So... Many members of the city council said they wanted the mayor to apologize. Council President Bill Wooldridge said Schubert's comments, speaking of the mayor, were totally inappropriate and very hurtful to our city, our schools, our board, and our board of education, the staff, the teachers, and the students. However, the Summit County prosecutor said last week the writing prompts didn't constitute child porn. The prosecutor's office is continuing to investigate whether any other laws were broken by the writing prompts or the threats that followed. High school principal Brian Welch said the class is offered in association with Hiram College, but is taught at the high school. He also said that 642 Things book has been used in the past. As if that makes anything yeah, better. does that make it better? <laughs> that means you've been fucking up this long. Welch told the board Monday that he and his administrative team apologized to the students' parents the school is searching for replacement material that is suitable for the high school students, he said. There's, this shouldn't take long to find fucking res- uh, suitable new material. Look at, there's 50, 49 other fucking states you can look for information. We did not exercise due diligence when we reviewed this resource, and as a result, we overlooked several writing prompts among the 642 that are not appropriate for our high school audience, Welch said. We feel terrible, and we feel terrible. <laughs> At no time were any of these inappropriate prompts selected for or discussed, but still they were there and they were viewable and you can't unsee them. Um, and I will add these links to the description mm-hmm. so people could further read on them if they want, but those are some excerpts taken from the articles. But I thought that that was it's interesting. It's so wrong that they had those for its children. Either eight, in high school, I don't care if you're 18. You're still in high school, that's inappropriate for you. You're around others who are not age appropriate. You don't even know anything about that yet. You haven't had the chance to experience your own life or your own opinions yet. And I don't think that's right that they should have given these students these prompts in this book. Yeah. And excuse me, the Board of Education, the principal, the prosecutors, a lot of people are now trying to investigate the mayor and say- for what? And say that he needs to apologize for his comments. I don't think And giving the Board of Education pretty much an ultimatum. So I was like, what? Why are we directing our attention at the wrong person here? I guess if he... The only one thing he did wrong was maybe just demanding it right away without taking maybe a little less emotion in it to be professional. I guess. But I do agree with the mayor that that book is inappropriate. And it is is child porn because if if a child is writing... A child is somebody who's not legally allowed to support themselves so under 18 so if you're they're writing any of those things and an adult reads that and there are like that's just that is inappropriate that is porn that is un unacceptable like behaviors for somebody who's a, a complete adult to have to read you how do you grade that what the fuck like what do you it just it's completely mind-boggling to me yeah so it is 
It's allegedly child pornography, but the investigation is about that as well because there's fine lines with constituting something as child pornography and him being the mayor shouldn't have necessarily said that. This is what I read. Shouldn't have necessarily said that without more details than just the writing prompts. Mm. So that's being investigated because you can't say something's child pornography and if, if it's actually not under what constitutes it. But I do understand what you're saying. And regardless of it being constituted as child pornography or not, I think the bigger issue is that this is inappropriate for adolescents to be writing about these things. Mm-hmm. I also I also didn't give a fuck what the school administration says about it. I want to know what the parents fucking think. What do the parents of these students that are in this grade that get this book? Well, I want to know what they think and if they think that their children should be writing from a book like this. So actually, in the articles that I will link, there is a student talking about her experience and saying how it made her uncomfortable. And they also interview a parent as well. So if you want to read that, you can. Yeah. Um, And just for people's knowledge, uh, the definition of adolescence is in the process of developing from a child into an adult relating to or characteristic of adolescence. So these are adolescents we're talking about, not children. But yeah, that's my world news. Did you see anything? Yeah. Hear about anything? I just talk about the UN. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. All right, well, let's take a schwitz. All right, we're back and it is time for our first segment, the fuck off list. I have one this week. Do you have any? No, not that I can think of. Okay. Well, mine this week. Fuck off to people who blame their consistent, irate behavior and communication on their alcohol consumption. Talking to someone out of the side of your head because you say you're drunk is one, not an excuse, and two, a bigger issue that needs to be addressed. A positive alternative? Stop drinking and seek help. Hello, that's like... That seems like the best. <laughs> when I drink, I just say crazy things. Maybe you shouldn't drink anymore. Especially <laughs> especially if you're consistently doing stuff and you're like, I was drunk. Nah, bitch. That means you're trying to do something and blame it on your alcohol consumption or whatever caused you to be intoxicated. There's a bigger issue there. Yeah. All right. Let's move into Bradley's brain teasers. Okay. Lay it on me. The category is stress. Yikes. Before we move into the actual questions, I wanted to give you an update via you reminding me. But one of the questions you asked me was, uh, what would I wish for? Uh I changed my answer to a new stomach. Oh, Because currently... I have bad gas to the point of like, it is not, it's not even coming out. It's just my, there's a lot of pressure in my stomach. It hurts a shit ton. Like, and I'm bloated as fuck right now. But I I couldn't believe I didn't think of that because I'm like, I have stomach issues all the time. Like, and not for anything other than what I'm eating. Like, I'll have a reaction to something I'm eating and I'm like, fuck, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. Or I have a reaction to this and I'm like, I can't eat that. So a new stomach would be nice because a bitch misses the dairy products. Oh, uh, real quick, before we get into your questions, I just remembered something I just wanted to like make a comment on. Me and my coworker were talking, I think, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but we were talking about accents and he was like, is it, he's like, is it racist if you talk, if you use a different like American accent, is that like race, is that being racist? Like if we're in America and like say I 
they talk start talking like a New York accent or a Boston or Chicago or like a, some Southern accent, is that racist? We were talking about. I said that I don't. I said it, it could be, but I don't think so. If you're American, if you're American doing a sh- like and you're from like like say we're from California and you're doing like a Chicago accent, I don't think it's racist because it's. I don't think it can be racist. I think it can be racist how you're using it, but if you're just like practicing or just try trying to study it, I don't. Th- I think that's a different thing. And I think if maybe if you're like from like the Netherlands or something and you're and you're making fun of like the New York accent or something, that could be like a thing because technically it's a different country. So I, I was like mm, maybe. I said that's a good question though to 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 find out because I think there's specific scenarios that yes it can be racist i would assume like off the top of my head i'll look into this Mm -hmm. follow-up but i would assume no uh like you said specific situations i think you could be prejudiced but i don't think you could be racist being an american being in this country we're simply talking about accents from different states Mm -hmm. i don't think you could be racist because if that were the case then people wouldn't do it in movies right because people wouldn't do it in entertainment but i do think you can be prejudiced and therefore making fun of someone or judging them because of their accent or where they're from Mm -hmm. in the states i think it's just a fine line on how you do it but Mm -hmm. i personally don't think you can be racist i don't think that's a part of racism but i'll look into it okay interesting just, question i don't know if we talked about that on the show or not but it was a good little conversation well we haven't but also like just so we're transparent we've done it before on this mm-hmm. show so i don't know that's good to know and like i said i'll look into it so we can move forward and be educated on that all right first question would you as someone who doesn't identify as a woman nor was born a cisgender woman want to know how to better connect to your body sexually and intimately for whatever reason you may have you would like yeah (laughs) (laughs) you would like the option right yeah why not Okay, that just that question was sparked out of um, what you were searching for. What I was searching for, yeah, that again irritated me because I'm like, it's not just a woman issue yeah. or a woman thing. Men can do kegels too. Oh my, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next question: Are you aware of what your parents did to comfort you as a baby and a child when stressed? Not as a baby, I don't know what they would do. Mm-hmm. Um, as a child, I think I just remember them letting me be alone. Like I would want to be alone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the older I was getting, like in eight, seven, I would just like take myself into my room and just play with whatever was my stuff. Like, so I guess I like... So they comforted you by not comforting you? They comforted me by letting me be alone because I think they knew I needed to sometimes be alone and let me be affectionate when I needed to be affectionate, not them giving it to me. So uh, I'm just trying to understand here. So when you were stressed... What comforted you, the way they comforted you was to leave you alone? That's what I remember. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember being com- like comforted. Okay, because that's what I was going to say. I was I was trying to figure out how to say like not trying to answer for you or take away from your experience, but I wouldn't categorize that as comforting you. Like in a stressful situation, I would assume if someone was using comfort in the situation of trying to calm your stress, like being there, not like, oh, go to your room or um, you take honestly, yourself out of the situation. Remember, I don't remember my dad ever doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, my dad was never like the one to comfort me. I don't know if that's just like a dad thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't remember that my dad's role was never that um if i did need it to be comforted i'm just trying to think of like when i cried and stuff my mom would like she would give me a hug mm-hmm. and like tell me things are gonna be okay mm-hmm. and 
the like certain things when I was just like scared, like overstressed, just to go to school. Sometimes New Year, New whatever, I was just I would be so stressed out just because it's things I don't know. Mm-hmm. And she would just like tell me I'd be okay. Like if she's like if you didn't need it, if you want to go, you just call me. I'll go pick you up. Mm-hmm. So like things like that, I remember. So do you think it stopped as you got older? I do. Do you know why? Um, I think I think because of my autism coming, like trying to figure that out as I'm becoming a teenager and growing older, mm-hmm. not knowing what that was. I feel like I stopped it just because I'm trying to be independent and learn how to comfort myself. So I, you stopped them comforting you un- unknowingly. I think I stopped. I like made them stop comforting me with- without realizing I was doing things that wasn't opening up like the the like conversation i guess for for comfort because you know if, you, if you're mean to some, if you're like short or like you don't talk to somebody they're not going to comfort you every all the time if you keep giving them that and that's what that's what it was when i was a teenager at some point you just began to be yeah. short with be, them yeah just because i was trying to figure things out for myself and not knowing how to communicate that i'm just trying to figure it out with them which would probably be a lot more helpful than just not talking to them mm-hmm. yeah so that's what I think I did. I do I think that was the best? No. Do I wish I do wish I could have been, had the same communication skills now as I did when I was growing up. I wish I would have known that. Do you know when it stopped? What do you mean? I think you kind of mentioned it, but like, do you know when it stopped? Like around like ninth grade? Oh, when I stopped around a specific age when, I, when your parents stopped comforting you when you were stressed? Probably like sixteen, fifteen ish. Mm-hmm. It was very, it wasn't as often. I just think that's interesting. This came from one of the books that I'm reading, but I just, it was just something that I thought of. I thought it was interesting because especially being men, I think somewhere along the line, things change for us in regards to like comforting us and showing affection more specifically for this situation, comforting us when we're stressed. Um, I think it changes. And a lot of it has to do with a lot of people around when they're teenagers. But I think that in a way that's unfair. I obviously won't understand until... God willing, I have teenagers myself, but I feel like there's a way to adapt to when your child's a teenager and communicating with them and figuring out how to comfort them and be there for them without completely stopping what you did before. I just think that um, there's a way to adapt. And from my own self-reflection, I think it just stopped. I do remember- For yourself. Yeah, that's what I said, for myself. I think it just stopped. I do know that that happened around when I was in middle school um, and when I started to like battle with my sexuality, more so dealing with my brothers with it than my parents, but more specifically with my dad, I think it just stopped. I don't know why it stopped, but it stopped. Um, I do know that I felt uncomfortable sharing with him like when I was stressed. And I do know that my mom, out of the both of them, uh, would be the one trying to comfort me over my dad. Mm-hmm. And that actually was an issue between the three of us. But I just thought that was something that was interesting. It's it's brought up a lot in the book that I'm reading now. I also, like, I don't know what, like, crying, for sure. I've, I never felt like I should be crying when I got older. Like Because you would because feel like you're in guy. trouble? Because I was a guy. Like, my, my mom and dad never told me that. Like, they, okay. they've never told... I don't remember them ever saying, don't cry or whatever. But I just felt that from just live, going out into the world and, you know, going to school and all that stuff. Like, if you're a dude and you're crying, that was never good. And I would just be so confused. I'm like, how... You, I just feel like sometimes I have no control. Like, I just... Like, you know, things just get so stressful. You just don't know All you can do. do is cry. Yeah, you don't know what to do. And then I would just, like, try to think. I'm like, why can't, why can't guys cry? 
Like, why is it not okay for a cis... Well, not knowing... We didn't call it cis back then. Mm-hmm. But cis men can't cry or... Why was that such an issue? Why is that a sign of like, oh, they're weak? And they're like, that's Whoa, just... yeah. And, and my brain was just young and like thinking, why do, why do people think like that? That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. We're we're humans. Like being taught, we're humans, and we have all these emotions. But guys are exempt. <laughs> Dudes are exempt from having being able to connect. Not at all. Like it just didn't make any sense to me. I was like, we. It's like science is so selective. Was so selective, especially back then, the way we were being taught, and just like morals and stuff. That was one thing I always felt a lot of pressure. Like I shouldn't be crying. But no one in my family, not even my aunts or my grandma, no one ever said don't cry. Like you can't cry if you're a guy. But like I've never just. I just felt like that was not okay to do, or like you don't want to do that if you really can't if you can do anything about it don't cry like do whatever you can not to cry mm-hmm. also too like i know i've told you before i've never seen my dad cry and that scares me to have to go through that one day to like if i'm just me and like something happens unfortunately and it's me and my dad and me having to come for my dad that terrifies me because i don't i'm already not good with comforting i feel like when people are in an emotion very like high emotional state i don't feel like i'm good at all i feel like i'm useless and with my and if i have to just be with my dad and that that makes me really nervous do you think that's an issue like do you think and i'm not trying to like put thoughts in your head but i'm genuinely asking do you think that's an issue or do you think that he's just normally doesn't cry no i don't i don't think that's an issue i just think that's just like unfortunately well, not unfortunately. It's just how life has worked with me and my dad. Mm-hmm. Because I know my dad's always wanted to... I know my dad has always wanted me to be protected from everything. Like, he's the type of dad that's like... He'll do things for me. wouldn't even tell me. Like, I wouldn't even know things that he would do for me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's that kind of dad. And just wanting to make sure things are done. and Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. And I guess it's just not seeing that kind of vulnerability, vulnerable side of my dad, which mm-hmm. sometimes scares me because it, oh, it kind of like that. It in looking at him, it takes that away from him. So he's miss. It's like he's missing that emotion when I look at him because I've never. Experienced well, I do think that. that's also like going a little deeper. I think that is a telling of your relationship in the sense of the relationship dynamic. So I think that by way of that relationship and then you just being who you are that affects your vulnerability level like your ability to be vulnerable with him stops at a certain point i would think because of that maybe interesting i mean i feel like now i'm i tell him whatever like mm-hmm. i'm honest with him about how things make me feel but i do feel like sometimes he just doesn't understand but t- but telling i could tell you how i feel but like i mean and you clearly know like me telling you how i feel and me feeling how i feel can be two different things so i wonder what that would be like for you and your dad to experience together Hmm. it'll happen one day though i know it will in my experience like it's very confusing because all the positive things you said about your dad same with my dad but in the same right i think specifically being a black male and having the dad that i have i would get in trouble for crying and there's actually a specific video of when i was like two or three that i remember watching and my dad would like boys don't cry don't cry so my dad would say things like that to me throughout my life or just stop crying both of my parents said it in my experience i think my mom more so said it because it was irritating her because naturally i cry a lot but i think it bothered my dad because of the whole black male thing and then weakness etc but me being me like i'm gonna comply but i'm gonna only like, comply go so much and cry. yeah i'm only gonna <laughs> comply so much because i can't just looking back on my life and then how i am now like as a whole i can only fight myself so much like definitely i'm gonna allow myself to experience it whether it's in front of you or not you know yeah um i do remember going back to the stress specifically when 
I was younger, me and my sister, my sister, for whatever reason, I don't know the context of the situation, but I remember my sister saying to me, I'm stressed out. And we were young. And my sister said to me- I didn't know what that word was. (laughs) I'm not even joking. Yeah. Um, We were young. And my sister said to me, I'm stressed out. And you know, me being me, I'm like, well, you should tell daddy that. Like, you you should communicate that to him. Um, This was like one of my early lessons of learning about my dad as an individual, as who he was. And she told him that. He came to the both of us and said, you guys don't know stress. You're too young. You're too young. You won't experience stress. And yeah, I think that's that's wrong. That was a... I've been told that before. You've been told that before? I've been told that before when I was younger. But what I think... In what context? Same. Like, I just was like, I had... There's just... I've... I remember mentioning I was stressed. Like, I know I knew what the word was, but I didn't use it in vocabulary to describe myself mm-hmm. in a moment until it was already, like, later teens, like, maybe 17, 18-ish, almost out of school. Mm-hmm. And I remember I would get told by certain people, sometimes just, like, family members, you don't know what stress is. You're young. You don't know anything. And it's like, that's so toxic. To- well, that's what I was going to ask you. That was going to be my next question was were like was there a time where you remember you were a kid whether your parents or someone else told you that you weren't you weren't stressed like made you feel insignificant it was the card falling the ghost is like what are you talking about Um, Um, but yeah where your stress was made to feel insignificant yes I don't remember specifics but I do remember being told that and then in now where I'm at, if I had a kid and my kid told me they're stressed out, I already know what I would do. Like, I would ask them, why do you feel like that? Like, let, let, tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then because it could be something as simple as like, oh, I have to do this homework, but I want to play. Like, even if it's something like that, and that's like, that's really not stressful in your brain because you already, like, they're learning. Why not build the tool of like letting them feel like they can express to managing you. your stress yeah so they can just express to you and you even if you know the answer because it's it's maybe not really stressful in the grand scheme but they're learning teach them okay well why don't you put it I'll uh, be like here why don't you work why don't you play it for 30 minutes when this clock gets to this time that's when you have to start doing homework so that way you get to play a little bit do your homework and then you can go back to playing and take a shower and go to bed mm-hmm. like giving like, them tools yeah like I feel like that would have helped me feel so much better but I don't blame anybody for not doing that to me because I know they didn't know up just about simple shit like that too so I think that's kind of not fair because they weren't given those tools how do I expect how would I expect parents to tell me that when they didn't even know how to communicate like that well I agree with you I'm not necessarily going to blame them for doing certain things as a whole Mm -hmm. but I am going to blame them for saying that because from it is scientifically proven that from the baby developing within the womb, the neurons feel stress from the woman or the individual carrying the baby until the child is born. And from that moment on, the child could feel stress from the environment, from the parents, the energy, etc. So I just feel that as a parent, anyway, I want to be very conscious of when I say something like that, if I say something like that, because it's very diminishing. It's very... Um, pushing aside the child's feelings, Mm -hmm. especially when the child feels vulnerable enough, whether right or wrong, feels vulnerable enough, comfortable enough to express that to the parent. I don't feel like it is fair for, in my experience, parents to pit their issues up against their children. So for example, like I just said, my dad would say that to me and my sister, comparing our personal lives to what he had to take on. Mm-hmm. So bills, a job, a wife, four kids, etc. Sounds like my mom. But it's like, I understand parents 
my dad specifically doesn't like hearing this, but it's like, we didn't ask to be here once again. And I understand your trials and tribulations. We will never understand. Because we're different. At the same time, though, we're different. And me expressing this to you is me expressing this to you not to try and get one over on you, not try and manipulate the situation, but try to better myself and try to figure out how do I feel comfortable in this situation. So that was just something that I had thought about because I feel like a lot of times parents, people in general, think they look at a kid and they do things in front of the kid or they say things in front of the kid or say things and do things to the kid where they're like, they're a kid. They're not going to understand or they're not going to feel that. Parents and just like older people than like the generation now forget. Well, they don't forget because they like to remind us back in my day was so different. Okay. So you, you know, you understand that when you were at my age, the world was literally fucking different. It's way different now than when you were. So you have to kind of give us some slack, not give us slack. You have to put your brain in this position of being my age right now, having all these things like compared to what you had, you probably, they didn't have anywhere near as many outsources of resources, uh, resources. Tools. sometimes having too many so resources and tools is too much it's overstimulating it's too much mm-hmm. it's it's literally our brains are not meant to know everything as humans they're not and now we have access at our ages and people younger than us have access to everything and that's overwhelming and that's something to take in too for kids because now we're gonna i feel like we have to start teaching kids or have come out with a way to just teach people now how to be okay with not needing to know everything if that makes sense yeah i just missed the crossover from um, what you just said when adults are like uh when adults say it was different like back uh-huh. to where, it was different when i was younger we did this we didn't have that we okay yeah you understand now we like you said we didn't ask to be born we're here now and your gener everyone before us you guys built up all this stuff that we have now that you've put in our hands so at some point the accountability needs to be taken of mm. you have to consider all these things mm-hmm. that your your generations have made that now it's trickled down to where we're uh, we're growing up with all these things that has been created before us yeah so we're trying you, to make sense of it all with yeah. the information we have now sorry it was a long journey I just, it's okay i understand now um yeah i and i in that same right i do think that well i can't speak for you for myself i do think that hopefully there's a level of consideration taken into account viewing myself in relation to my parents and how they raised me and me viewing my parents with the resources and information that I have because like you said not everything applies that is out there that we know now to my specific situation but there are do there are things that do apply and those things that I do that do apply that I notice and point out are to ultimately help me understand and better myself and the relationships that exist, not to necessarily tear them down or tear them apart. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Very, very interesting. Sorry if I took it too far. No, I you just, didn't. That sparked, you didn't. You sparked good information, good thought, like good conversation you sparked yeah. with the question. I just, I don't know. I just feel like there's just a lot I want to be conscious about when having kids and not even my own personal kids, but speaking around kids um, and teenagers, people in general, uh, how I treat them, the things I say to them and what they're exposed to because it does affect them. And I feel like we are the people who we are today because of our life experiences. And in regards to stress, certain things stress us out more than normal because of what we were privy to when we were younger. And privy may not be the best word, exposed to when we were younger. Um, Because we came into this world with an open mind, but certain walls are built up because of our experiences 
changes as we go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Next question. Um, in coming to realize my association with fear and anger and that and how it is rooted and how I was exposed at a very young age, do you know where your earliest associations with these were? Anger. Fear and anger. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother. Mm-hmm. My mother's... My, I, I know I got anger from her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, d- I was going to explain more. Okay. Um, not necessarily like she was angry to me all the time. Like, it wasn't like that. I think my mom was mad at me as like as normal as a mom would be mm-hmm. to somebody. But when she was... There was certain... I've seen her angry younger at other people, like in her family when, you know, six years old and stuff. And it wasn't good. But not just from her, from her siblings. Like, it's like the same type of anger with four other people. Okay. And growing up, like, I was really... Like, I would see them all every weekend. Mm-hmm. So it would be something... Not Nothing would happen every weekend. But, you know, 30 years of life, like, things happen and you experience things. And I've seen how bad anger is on that side of my family like Mm -hmm. my mom's siblings and stuff and i've seen it in myself and i don't like it Mm -hmm. and i know my i know my mom doesn't like it and nobody nobody none of them like it i just would i remember growing up like i was always like thinking how am i not going to be like that but do you think that you saying that you got it from your mom are you saying that meaning biologically are you saying that from seeing how she handled her anger and how she expressed it i think how she handled okay like i've i think in seeing how anger was handled and communication when angry Mm-hmm. was handled with yelling something that I know now I just I don't like yelling like it I it just drives me insane and I'm really glad like you don't like being yelled at or you personally don't like to yell I don't or like both, both. I okay. don't like both um, and I try to avoid it there I try to avoid being there and I know I mean I've had times as an adult where I've yelled at being angry we've yelled at each other yeah and I don't <laughs> like it like after it like I just feel I just feel completely worthless after it because I'm like ew like what did it like I can't believe i failed my own self and whoever i was yelling at mm-hmm. by yelling to yell at them i just feel like like unworthy after that mm-hmm. and learning how that with autism now that that's why sometimes it's gotten there is because i don't know what else to to say to explain something so simple that just really irritates me and like or whatever it is now i do know like i have a i have a handle on that so it makes dealing with the anger situations so much easier i feel like for me mm-hmm. because i i know how to talk to myself in my head now about breaking it down and taking like this is making me angry that's fine that's okay that this is making me angry what's not okay is how i'm going to communicate what is upsetting me mm-hmm. if i'm going to yell back that's not okay so then now i like and i know like with anger and my like I said my mom I know she doesn't want to when she ever she's had angers angry moments as we're adult I'm an adult now I try really hard not to approach her the same way she's always approached me Mm -hmm. because I know she doesn't want to be like that I know she doesn't want to communicate like that it's just something she's always known Mm -hmm. like that's just how she was brought up and some things are really hard to break I understand but I feel like as a as her son and learning and how it's always about the parents want their children to be better than them it would be a disservice to my parent if i'm not if things i learned i don't try to share with them or try to teach them how we can communicate with each other better yeah but i don't think that's fair of you not saying you're doing this but i don't think that's fair of you to take that on as on fully like at a certain point she needs to do her own work. Oh, I don't and feel not like, saying that she's not but i'm saying like she also has to do work herself it can't I just be you i don't feel like i'm doing it like I'm teaching her but just by me my response is yeah. a teaching moment without me having to be like I'm teaching you yeah. I'm just letting you know how I am not going to be 
talk to how you're going to approach the yeah, situation. Yeah, because I was like, I don't talk to you like that. Mm-hmm. So if I don't talk to you like that, why are you going to talk to me like that? Mm-hmm. Like, I do respect you. You are my parent. I love my parents. And I do believe that we should respect them. But if a parent sometimes... Respect kind of, deserves respect. Exactly. Though. And a parent... Like, you you come to a point where you're both adults, you know? Well, I... Like, I understand children need to be... Like, children are children. Mm-hmm. They're not on the same playing field as adults in many aspects but i do think there's a regardless of the different stages of life there's a way to communicate to Mm -hmm. a person whether they're yours or not to where the point could be clear without having to get to the point of yelling instilling fear or extreme anger your earliest associations of fear are also with your mother or with someone Um, or something else fear um fear has always not i never associated fear with my parents okay because i've never like been afraid of them afraid to come home Mm -hmm. but i remember being told by my mom all the time you don't know what fear is fear is walking (laughs) walking you've heard her say this i had to walk home we hear the car and yeah but that's sorry i don't mean to cut you off but that's something that also irritates me like i get the sentiment of our parents saying things like that to us like you don't you don't understand what that is yes we don't understand your experience but i don't think that's fair because the way that reads to me is my what i think i need to be fearful is doesn't line up with what you think fear is therefore my fear is null i don't think that's right yeah sorry go ahead no no uh you're fine uh i definitely agree um so fear i never feared like my parents i've never had that fear and i still don't Mm -hmm. um because i don't view them as something i need to fear i view them as someone some people i care about and i love Mm -hmm. so that never correlates with me the only fear i've had like towards my parents is the fear of losing them like too young when I still need them mm-hmm. like I'm selfish I need my parents still <laughs> and I will say it um, and like with the fear of, I remember my mom oh it's from being young I've told you before she's explained to me her situation growing up and the fear of that with my grandpa that's made me want to protect her from him as her son because it's like how are you going to treat your daughter like that like mm-hmm. my because me as a kid like my parents don't treat me like that but that was your dad and your dad treated you like that and you guys don't treat me like that that makes no sense mm-hmm. but fear for me mostly was um fear of like just being social okay like having to socialize go out to be with a lot of people having to talk in front of people um because just because i would get made fun of so i my fear was always just made was about being talked about in a negative way when people don't even know who I am. And it took me a long time to mature and be like, not really care. And that wasn't until like high school, later high school, mm-hmm. where I finally was like, I don't care. Like I, at some point I, I have to not care because I need, I'm going to live my life. I'm never going to see these fucking people again. That was something I definitely um, had to develop on and recently have arrived to. Um, and especially meeting you that is something that i like initially i don't know why i'm about to cry i have been oh. going through emotions all day oh, cry. Um, cry for me. <laughs> but that is not cry i'm not crying for you um that is something that i noticed about you like almost immediately from initially meeting you was that you ultimately didn't care what people thought about you and i do think that in a way is like a superpower because um as someone who was a people pleaser and cared about a lot about what people thought about me um it was very much a struggle because like you're right ultimately what people think about you doesn't matter but growing up i didn't feel that way because i was always told what people thought about me especially the negative aspects so yeah that was just something i noticed about you early on um and that i noticed about you throughout a relationship but my earliest associations with fear and anger have to do with my dad not without throwing everything on him or not trying to seem like everything is on him obviously my mom had some angry moments um and not 
diminishing her angry moments, but I more so laughed at her angry moments because I saw... You were diminishing her angry moments. (laughs) No, but I saw it more as um, she's upset, but she's not upset to the point of following through with what she's saying to me. Mm -hmm. So I read that as she just doesn't know how to communicate further her disappointment. Um, Whereas with my dad, my dad would say something and follow through with it. And so from a very young age... He actually told us to fear him, and he asked... Why have kids then? Just go get some dogs. Um, I don't know. Um, and he actually... This is, again, I'm speaking from my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, he also said he was the type of person where we couldn't say no to him, and that his opinion was, like, what he said went. Uh, so, like, my exposure to anger especially was through him. I think that my dad needs to go to therapy um, just simply based off of how he handles his anger or has handled his anger, but also the different things that trigger him. Whether he's aware of it or not, I've seen throughout my entire life when certain things are talked about, they trigger him to the point of like getting getting mad, mad, mad. And I just remember being very young and remembering like, do not ever make him mad. Like whatever you do in your power, do not make him mad because I don't want to get him to that point. And so oddly enough, I think through seeing how he handled anger, I told myself I didn't want to be like that. Now, biologically, I am my father's child and I have gotten to the point of anger to where like I see red, but I know how to stop myself from that point. I'll just remove myself from the situation if I feel like I'm even getting close to that. I don't like to be mad. I don't like to be angry at anyone. If it happens, it happens. But like to the point of what I'm talking about, I don't like it. So yeah, I had just had been thinking about like my earlier exposures of anger and fear and it does have to do with him. It comes from him. He's not the same person that he was and I hope that he's done some work in that right, but I also do see some similar things about him when I was a kid. But again, I bring that up because um, being around an angry parent, being around a parent that you fear causes stress. I don't think that that's healthy for a child to experience. Obviously, not everything you can control and, you know, your parents can't control everything. You can't control everything. I can't control everything. But the things you can control, be mindful about. And so I was just curious because I am aware of, of how your mother handles things sometimes. But I just had never asked you that directly. Look, I mean, you know how she is, but I even feel like now... You- you never feel the like even though she's a very absolutist when she's angry she's it's, she's an absolute like she'll do it but she doesn't mean the absolute which makes me angry because i'm like why would you use that as such like a tool like see but that to me going further and outside of your mother um to me is a manipulation tactic mm-hmm. because especially if at the end of all this you know you're gonna come down and ultimately apologize which side note the opposite of your mother my dad never apologized he only apologized to me once. I remember the memory and that was because my mother made him apologize to me. Mm-hmm. But I do my think that... My dad's never apologized to me. I do think that's... <laughs> <laughs> I love him, but he's never... Even yeah. a couple times he's been wrong, really wrong. He's never apologized. I think that's a deeper male issue which we can get to in a mm-hmm. second. But I think that's a manipulation tactic, especially because if you know at the end of the day this is not what aligns with you and that your emotions just got the best of you, be quiet and take yourself out of the situation because after a while, I'm going to look at you 
you sideways if you respond to me this certain way and then you want to come to apologize to me after. Like, I'm not throwing this at you, but like truly seek help because why do we have to keep crossing this path, especially if you're going to feel bad about it, especially if you know this doesn't align with you, you know? Clearly something's triggering you to make you get to this point Mm -hmm. outside of me, you know? So I just think that's that's interesting. But yeah, going back to the dad thing, the male thing, I think we know what that's about. But what makes me hopeful is that if we do have kids, it'll be different with our kids Mm -hmm. because there's a level of humility that that gives you as an individual and a level of vulnerability that that shows to your child that, you know what, even though I'm your parent, I can be wrong. And that's not how you approach that situation. It may be embarrassing. You may not want to admit it to your child, but at the same time, that teaches your child because they're taking all the shit that you throw on them in and... What if we turned out to do exactly that as older men that our parents did, you know, not apologize for things? We we both know damn well we would not be sitting in front of each other if we didn't know how to apologize to each other. I know that for a fact because I wouldn't take that and I know you wouldn't take that. So I just think that's something interesting that's like parents do things, but they don't think past the moment, you know? Mm Sometimes. Next question. Self-regulation. Are you aware of how you self-regulate to stay calm, if any? Like if I'm angry? Yeah. Uh, Angry, stressed. Um, If I'm stressed... To what I do is I will now maybe this isn't the best but sometimes it depends on how stressed I am and if I'm, I get to stay home if I get to stay home I'm gonna smoke okay because then I my brain comes down from like a bunch of shit going on I get a tackle of the thoughts one at a time I'm like oh I could just do this right now like blah 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 and it makes it seem better so if I'm like sometimes if I'm not able to smoke or whatever because I need I know I'm aware that I need to be able to self regulate sur- yeah, without, self, right, without anything mm-hmm. um, I will just I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I need to be alone. Like, I'll find somewhere where I could just sit by myself mm-hmm. or be just be alone for a second. And Sorry, just, process your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just, like, talk to myself, like, legit be like, Benjamin, relax for a mm-hmm. second. You've been through worse. Like, you've, you've made it this far. You've been through way worse shit than this. Just relax. You know what you're doing. Like, it's okay. And if you don't, you already know how to find the solution or where to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. And if you feel, it's okay that you feel like this is a big deal right now, but you can do it. Like, I'll have a little, like, a little pep talk with myself and then I just keep going. Okay. And then when I'm angry, this one's a hard one. Uh, <laughs> when I'm angry, really, really angry, if some like and I don't and I'm not ready to talk about it, or I don't know how to talk about it or vocalize it, I literally will play video games or something. I'll play video games or try or force myself to watch something I like. Okay. Because I need to get my mind off of the immediate anger. And if if I'm no So you want to disassociate from the anger? Yes. To be able to be like, okay, and then once I'm like calm down I think about okay why this this was really angry it made me angry why did it do this and then I talk to myself about it I'm like is it worth mentioning or do I just need to know how to be prepared for that so I don't let myself get angry next time and but if it's in, in front of somebody like if somebody's making me angry right away mm-hmm. um, it just depends on the situation honestly you don't disassociate in person do you what, what do you mean like so say say I make you mad like we're in a heated argument and instead of processing your emotions or taking yourself out or like trying to talk to yourself about it you disassociate completely and you just stop responding or like you just block or you just do something else completely and don't address the situation i mean i'm not gonna lie you've seen me do that mm-hmm. i just literally will be like okay. but do you do that now do you continue I don't to do remember, that i don't remember being that angry anymore mm-hmm. um, i would think that this is my own opinion i would think that 
aside from you, that's not the healthiest way to handle it. Oh, sh- no shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know it's not. Okay. That's, why, that's why when I do get that angry, like I've told you before, I after the whole process is, and we've talked about it, and I apologize, and I like tell you what I did wrong, it, I don't feel like going back to hee-hee, skipping through the fucking flowers mm-hmm. and shit, <laughs> because I feel bad. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm disgusted with myself, mm-hmm. and I just am very hard on myself, especially because it's like... Uh, especially because it's somebody I care about. But let's be clear. Uh, and I always try to make sure that you understand this, that I only like, I don't want you to harp on yourself ever, but I only want you to feel that way when you're in the wrong. No, I understand, but that has nothing to do with you. Okay. It's literally me. Like I can't, I can't, I take into account everything we talk about and all that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like, I, I still feel bad even to now. Like when I'm, when I make a mistake or I, I'm angry and I just, it goes, not just make a mistake, but if I'm angry and I'm making angry mistakes, Mm-hmm. after the fact and it's all talked about I feel bad like I just feel like I need to be alone and I don't deserve to have any inter- human interaction mm-hmm. because I don't know how to act and I know that's really harsh but I'm still I still struggle with things like that when I when I act the fool because I part of it's embarrassment mm-hmm. of like wow I'm really just like a piece of shit and that's really embarrassing and I don't I don't know why somebody want to hang around me and then another part's like just like wow I'm just like my parents <laughs> Like, well, going on a, on a deeper level real quick, like, I think that's the issue with men as well, is we don't know how to deal with embarrassment. I think I've gotten better. No, I wasn't saying, I was specifically talking about you. Oh. I'm just saying as in general, like, the different levels of that we experience embarrassment. I think men have a much harder time dealing with embarrassment. That's why we have a harder time apologizing and admitting when we're wrong, um, more, than, more so than women. Because it's... It could be viewed as like being a weaker person, which is not the case, but it could be viewed as, you know, I'm not all put together. I don't personally look at that as a man or woman thing. Mm-hmm. I just look at it as a, it's hard to say you're sorry, no matter who you wh- Oh, I definitely agree with I that. I feel like that's, I, I never think about it's hard for a man or a woman for that. I just think it's just hard to apologize. Well, the reason I said that was because, I mean, it's been proven statistically that men are less emotionally intelligent than women. And men don't apologize more than women. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I brought that point up. I understand. Like, <clears throat> I, And I think I understand that we're less... I mean, I clearly, I 100% think I still don't know how to communicate my emotions well at all. Mm-hmm. But I know how to say, like, I think especially with you, like, I'm good at saying, um, I don't know, I'm feeling really weird. I'm feeling like this, but I don't know if that's exactly how I'm feeling. But it's, I'm feeling like, I'm trying to figure out why I'm feeling weird about this. And I think I've been doing that for a while. And I think I'm, that's helped more helpful. I think you've gotten better with expressing emotions. Because before, when we first met, you weren't expressing anything. And that's not shade, but it's the reality. You weren't. You, and- <laughs> And, the VIP. Like going back to what we were talking about earlier, like I do also think that you've gotten better with at least with me consoling me when I'm uh, um, going through it emotionally or going through something. Um, because before you weren't, you would just sit there kind of awkwardly or you would leave or you would avoid me. And I don't think you do any of that anymore. <laughs> and I do think that you articulate how you're feeling to the best of your ability now. Mm-hmm. But like I said, before you weren't doing anything, it would just be the simple I'm sad or I'm mad or I'm happy, nothing further. So I do think you should give yourself more credit. No, I do. I, and I, not just because of you, but I've, a lot of my coworkers for the like years, the past like couple years, mm-hmm. they've always told me that I communicate really well. Like, no, you express yourself very well about how you feel. Like you, you are- Yeah, coworkers, if you're listening, it did not used no, to be I, like that. <laughs> I told them that. I'm like, I never, I said, you get better with age and like yeah. the people you surround yourself with mm-hmm. help you get better. I'm like, that's, those are the friends you want. You want people and you want to make those 
those families of people who are going to help you be better for you and for just for existing like why not be better just why not be better existing why are you going to still be in the same shit like yeah I'm autistic but that's not a fucking excuse not to know how to communicate I'm going to need people eventually one day in my life and I right. want people that I like so right. why not learn how to communicate things? it's important how you communicate to the people around you and who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. and you know doing the work yourself as well as the other things damn some deep questions <laughs> uh, next question are you aware of how you react to stress yes now I am I'm very well aware okay and how is that do you think it's healthy um no I'm still struggling with it okay. <laughs> wait I had to... no I don't think... I realized I asked you questions I was like no what no, no you don't think it's healthy no because I get lazy like I will just stop doing everything if I get too overstressed with like tasks or mm-hmm. things I have to do in my personal life I'm, I just don't do anything well I do think that that has to do with you uh, catastrophizing things right because of your autism mm, not even that because simple things that I know how to do mm-hmm. like art I just don't do art because I'm like it starts it starts to it's starting to feel like I'm just gonna be honest it's starting to feel like not fun anymore mm-hmm. it's just starting to feel like I have I'm telling myself I have to do this I have to put out these many things and I'm like that's not fun before I just did it because I wanted to do it right and well I mean that's kind of going into like before we started kind of how I felt when you were like I don't want to but I have to record type of thing that you saying that now makes me think of that of like you think of it as a job more than fun I kind of I mean yeah it is like a job Nicola I mean yeah it is but the the just knowing the thought process that you have sometimes is kind of sad to me I can't control it I know you can't I'm just making a comment yeah so that's that's where I'm like I don't feel like that's good but I don't know how to fix that and I just think that's just something that's in my brain and I just have to talk to myself have you ever brought that up to your therapist yeah and what'd she say? It's so like, uh, uh, um, one of the things to help with stuff like that is to like give yourself a timer and times like 30 minutes. I'm going to do this one. And I, and I do that. Sometimes it works. And most of the time it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't help. It just makes me feel more like I don't have enough time to do everything. And then I get tired. And it I'm stresses like, you out more. Yeah. Because I'm like, <laughs> I don't have time uh-huh. to do this. I'm like, I know I'm putting a timer, but I only have four hours till I have to, f- I should fucking be in bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, so it, it just, I don't know. I'm working on it. I'm better at addressing. I know when I'm in it and I know how to be like, okay. And then I will try a timer and I'm like, okay, I know I put 30 minutes and I've been sitting here for 40. I guess I can get up now. So it's like right. stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, I will. Like, I will commend you. Like, I know it obviously affected me. You saying that earlier and then you saying it now, like it does affect me, but simply on the, on the emotional level, but I understand because of how your mind works and what also signals to me too that to not take it personally even more is I'm like, you vocalize that to me. You vocalize that to me and you're still doing it versus you not vocalizing it to me and you also not doing it, you know? Yeah, because I don't want to disappoint anybody. Okay. So that's like a pressure, that's like pressure I'm putting on myself. Like, I don't want to be a disappointment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's kind of like, the fire that's underneath the pan that's like turn it up to four that's interesting okay i don't know if that's healthy i don't know that doesn't signal to me as the the it signals to me as people pleasing but i don't know if that's a bad thing completely we'll revisit that okay um and then my last question do you know the different categories of stress reactions and what follows under no. Okay. Are so, you tell me? yes, I am. So, but- <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is from omh.ny.gov, and this is common stress reactions. Mm-hmm. So, behavioral change in activity levels, decreased efficiency and effectiveness, difficulty communicating, increased sense of humor, 
gallows humor, irritability, outburst of anger, frequent arguments, inability to rest, relax, or let down, change in eating habits, change in sleep patterns, change in job preference, periods of crying, increased use of tobacco, alcohol, drugs, sugar, or caffeine, hypervigilance, <laughs> about safety or the surrounding environment feel feel like these are, <laughs> feel like these are applying a little bit uh, some of them not all of them avoidance of activities or places that trigger memories accident prone psychological or emotional common stress reactions are feeling heroic euphoric or invulnerable denial anxiety or fear worry about safety or self of others irritability or anger restlessness sadness moodiness grief of depression grief or depression vivid or distressing dreams guilt or survivor's guilt feeling overwhelmed helpless or hopeless feeling isolated lost lonely or abandoned apathy over identification with survivors and feeling misunderstood or unappreciated physical increased heart rate and respiration Increased blood pressure, upset stomach, nausea, diarrhea, Pepto Pismo. I was gonna say that. When you're walking up a ladder and you feel something splattered, diarrhea. Increased or deceased, oh, sorry, increased or decreased appetite, which may be accompanied by weight loss or gain, sweating or chills, tremors or muscle twitching, muffled hearing, tunnel vision, feeling uncoordinated, headaches, sore or aching muscles, light sensitive vision, lower back pain, feeling a lump in the throat, easily startled, fatigue that doesn't improve with sleep, menstrual cycle changes, change in sexual desire responses, decreased resistance to cold flu infections, flare-up of allergies, asthma, arthritis, or hair loss. Two more sections. Cognitive. Memory problems, forgetfulness, disorientation, confusion, slowness in thinking, analyzing or comprehending, difficulty calculating, setting priorities or making decisions, limited attention span, difficulty that concentrating. lost track of <laughs> Difficulty concentrating, loss of objectivity, inability to stop thinking about the disaster or an incident, and lastly, social, withdrawing or isolating from people, difficulty listening, difficulty sharing ideas, difficulty engaging in mutual problem solving, blaming, criticizing, intolerance of group processes, difficulty in giving or accepting support or help, and impatient with or disrespectful to others. So those are common stress reactions. And so- A lot of these are very autistic traits, (laughs) so- Yeah, very interesting. I will also link this at the bottom, but I thought that was interesting. Um, all these questions and thoughts are triggered from the books I've been reading. But yeah, so that concludes Bradley's Brain Teasers. It's a little warm in here, right. so let's get some cool yeah, air and take fresh. a schwitz. Cool. All right, and we're back. And it is time for Pick a Piece. <laughs> all right, so you want to go first? Yeah, I got a couple here. Okay. Um, I did these all in one day. Okay. So I got home from work, uh, and I got home late at like 7.30, and ate, and then just started these, finished these the same day. Okay. So I finished these at like 3 in the morning. First one, I don't have any names for them. They're just done. Okay. Because it was my challenge to so get So no in. names. No names. Okay. This is the first one. Ah, uh, yes, I do enjoy this one. I've, I've been wanting to do like a, someone with a skin tone with purple, and I feel like I haven't done it very well. Like I haven't done Side it in a note. long, long time. I have a painting that... I made with someone with the skin tone purple. And I was like, I really like using the skin, like purple as skin tones. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know if I want to make that a thing. Why? But I, I don't know. But I like this. Like, Why not? Because I like purple as the skin tone. Is this somebody or did you make this up? Um, no, this is uh, an adult film actor. They do, they do very little acting though. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. 
And I just, it was on Twitter, it was on Instagram, so I was like, let me redraw it, and I redid okay. it to myself. Are you going to tag the person? I don't know. Okay. They don't follow me, so. Okay. I mean, it doesn't mean you still can't tag them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I should or not. I, I, mean, I don't even know if I'm going to post it, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I like the color work. I think it looks pretty cute. And this is not bad for, like, a one night. Like, yeah, it's not. Night. It's really nice. And I worked on two at the same time. I haven't done that in a long time. I like, uh, I mean, I was telling you the other night, but I really do like your watercolor work. I do think that Thanks. it's getting better and it's more detailed and stuff. And I haven't even been doing it, like, consistently. So yeah. I'm like, okay, like, the that fear of me having the knowledge of, like, I'm not going to be as good because I'm not practicing all the time. That's clearly not the, the it's not what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that one's cute. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And then I have this one that's yours because you said when I painted it, you wanted it. Oh, yes. This is the one I was texting about the other night, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very adult. It's more of an adult piece. Uh-huh. Not for children. Um, And I... I don't know. I kind of don't feel like it's that sexual because of the way I did the colors. And I just feel like it's just a moment. Like, it's just it's just a moment. And you can't really... The details are, aren't too detailed, but they are at the same time. I can't remember exactly what I said about this one when I first saw it. Okay, but let me read it to you. I, um, Nicholas said... He said... I got a shit, I think. Oh, can you hold your shit for yeah, a second? Yeah, I can, I can. Because we got to leave soon. Yeah, I know. Um, he, you said, um, watercolor, such delicate precision to achieve the most visual intimacy. Um, the way their lips are so delicately yet vulnerably, intimately kissing that dick <laughs> brings about the feeling when looking at it. A marrying of sexual attentiveness, tender care, and patience. To do watercolor so well is not an easy feat, in my opinion. So it is dope <laughs> to see it like this. It can be exciting. Me, LOL. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like the way you described it. You made it seem like poetry. Um, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I want to do a blue dick. I'm not going to lie. I want to use blue. Why? I feel like blue is a sexual color. It can be very sexual. Um, okay, I don't think dif- I've heard that. Different tones. Like as a skin tone, I always felt like it could be very sexy. Uh-huh. If we, if humans could be skin tone blue. Blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, our blood is blue. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like this a lot. I, yeah, I just was like, eh. Question, though. Yeah. What is that green? Is it bamboo? Like, what's this going on there? This is their shirt. They're wearing Can a I shirt. see this? This is the arm. That's a shirt design. That's their arm. Because all the blue is their leg. So this is right, his right, leg. Right. He's reaching over on top of him. So you got to imagine your arm just like... Okay. Okay. I don't see it at the moment, but I'm going to stare at it since it's, it's mine. Okay. So... Well, yeah, you said you wanted it whenever I painted it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay. Those are cool. So no names for those. Yeah, Will you yet. name them? Um, I would prefer you to name the one that you're going to give me and sign it. So whenever you do that, that would be nice. Well, <laughs> this well, these are mine for this week. Um, They're kind of supposed to go together. Okay. But, you know, I don't know. Ah. All right. Well, do you have anything this week? I do. Do you so, need to walk around? Side, yeah, you do. But side note, um, I posted that my pick a piece from last week. Um, I did minor edits to it. Um, but I was really surprised by the amount of people that liked it. And the amount of people that directly messaged me to tell me that they liked it. And that was just a good feeling. It was okay. nice. Especially because I tend to diminish my work a lot. And I'm like, it's just a photo. 
like you know try not to get a big head it's just the mona lisa so <laughs> so <laughs> so that was really nice that was really cool um that definitely sparked more inspiration in I'm me i'm glad to that made you feel good get more shit out there yeah um and then this photo this week i took this at the beach if you notice there's a familiar face in there um but i was going through my photos and i really liked it seems like it tells a story yeah I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. The person in it, well, one of the people in it, it doesn't bother me that they're in it mm -hmm. because their face really isn't showing. Mm -hmm. And I like that you could see the, the profile views of both of the people in it and the sun. It's just really cool. I like the colors and everything about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to share this. Mm -hmm. Again, like I said, because of the person that's in it. But it's my fucking photo, so I just might. <laughs> Trying try to see it with, with... Let me see. No, just because of the sun, not because of oh, who okay. it is. Oh, okay. I was like, you try to see it with... No, no, no. And because of the sun, and it's just so interesting how what the... Like, the way it darkens, um, that's your sister, yeah? Mm -hmm. Your sister's silhouette. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how it's so dark. Like, it's way darker, the silhouette now, compared to, like, you can see the blue, that this mm -hmm. is a blue shirt. So. Well, because she's closer to the water than he is. Mm. They're at like a like at an angle like this, but she's closer. Damn, to the look water. at that sand. That's crisp flat. And mm -hmm. then over here it's like wah, wah, wah. Yeah. The water looks really good. That's cool. I always like look at pictures with like it's the sun like that because mm -hmm. I'm like, how would I paint that? Paint it. See what you come up with. I can send it to you if you want. Look at that line making the earth look like you just fall off. Yeah. I like it. Thanks. I didn't know exactly who that was, so when you I was like, ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm a healed cancer, okay. Me too. Can I, just, <laughs> can I just mention real quick? You can take this off. But I think we did see somebody specific yesterday while we were skating in my old life. Twice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that ends pick a piece. Yes. <laughs> the, that, you gotta bleep that, that name out. Yes. You can't have that name no. here. And that's the end of pick a piece. Yes. All right. Yeah. We're moving into our next segment. <laughs> and it's time for Fruits Fun Facts. All right, this week, my fun facts are just words and their definitions. Oh, also, and a quote. So, do you, sorry, for mine, go ahead. real quick, do you want animal fact or do you want something not animal related? Not animal related. Okay. Switch it up. All right. This week wasn't animal related. So, no, I'm, I'm just saying switch it up because you normally will go on the animals, but last week wasn't actually. It was about spies and cameras, it was for you. <laughs> Question, can I ask about what animal or is that giving too much away? No, you can't ask. Okay. That's going to ruin it for next week. All right. Save the animal for next week. I, no, I will tell you it's an aquatic animal at least. Okay. All right. A real animal. Yeah. Okay. You, know? <laughs> well, you never know. It could be a Pokemon. So minor three words and a quote or four words and a quote. So the quote, the quote that really has like stuck with me for the past few years that was incomplete that I just got the completed quote. So have you heard of the quote, a jack of all trades with a master of none? Mm -hmm. That quote isn't completed. People end it there and that's not the whole quote. So the quote is, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but still always better than a master of one. So... <laughs> that was um but they're giving you incomplete information all the time is that better than having one thing you know a lot about a jack of all trades is a master of none but still always better than a master of one because if they're meaning like you, say like you mastered watercolor but then that's all you know like you're not a master of digital art but you still know how to do it really fucking well you're not a master of i don't yet y'all but in my opinion <laughs> you're not a master of acrylic painting or oil painting but you still do it fucking well you're 
a master of um you're a jack of all trades still mm, but that's technically art that's the trade is art so I'm a master of art. It would be more of I'm a master of art compared to like, I can art, I can do landscape, I can fix a car, I can... I understand you know, what like, you're saying, but I think it still applies because I can go to an someone that considers himself an artist and they're like, yeah, I only do watercolor. Whereas like I go to you and I'm like, paint me something. You're like, sis, what do you want? Watercolor, acrylic, digital. And that's the difference between a hobby and like... Well, we're not talking about a hobby and a career though. Okay, I disagree with... I think it's better to... Anyway. Okay, so... Interesting. Yeah, so the quote was formally intended as a compliment. The phrase means that a person is a generalist rather than a specialist, versatile and adept at many things. Mm-hmm. And that last part was from Tabitha Wasserman. Is she still alive? Yes. So uh, the next fun fact, do you know what grovels means? Grovels? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you to grovel, like to beg, like to, right? It's like to beg. It's like a form of begging. The, the Merriam-Webster definition is to creep with the face to the ground, to abase oneself, and to lie or creep with a body prostate in token of sub- subservience or abasement. And for further uh, definition, abase means behave in a way that belittles or degrades someone. And that's from the Oxford Dictionary. My next word is missives. Missives is a letter, especially a long or official one. That's also from the Oxford Dictionary. And my last word is beseeched, because I mentioned that in the last episode. Beseeched means ask someone urgently and fervently to do something, implore or entreat. And those are from the Oxford Dictionary. Those are my fun facts. What are yours? It's one. Okay. All right. It's just like generic, so I don't really have a title for this one. Okay. Uh, it's inner monologue. Okay, go on, please. Not everyone has an inner monologue or inner speech. It is different from picturing things and visualizing things in your head. It doesn't include happiness or hunger. It only refers to thoughts with specific words and typically they would sound the same as if they were spoken out loud. 75% of people say they have they have back and forth in their heads like dialogue. 25% say it's only other it's own says it's other people who show up in their heads. People who have an, had an imaginary friend are more likely to use this kind of specific speech in their head. And that's all the information. It's a little tidbit from mm-hmm. this cool video I seen on SciShow. And you gotta go look on SciShow to get the rest of the information. I just wanted to capture a couple really interesting things I thought about it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, which are you? Are you the type who you see the words in your head or you see somebody talking to you? Like it's somebody else's voice in your head or is it your voice in your head? Or do you even do that? I don't know. This that, like that's interesting because that's something that I, I've always battled with, and I don't know if that's a correct word, but like I don't know. There have been times throughout my life where I'm like in my head, I'm like I'm talking to God, whoever that is, and then there are other times in my head where I'm like I'm talking to myself, but it's like I'm responding. So like so like what I'm saying right now, I'm saying in my head, but then I have a response to what I'm saying in my head. In my head, if that makes sense. Um, so I battle with like. Am I talking to myself or am I talking to someone else? But yeah, those are cool. Interesting. Yeah, thank you for sharing those. Yeah, I thought it was a little, just quick little, something quick. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, our last segment, Geek of the Week. Oh boy! I've got nothing <laughs> this <Okay>. week. <laughs> um, the game 
What did I tell you it was called? City. I think it's called City Scrapers. Yes. Town Scrapers. I've been town. Obs- I've been obsessed with it. It's five bucks on the Switch. Go check it out if you like Animal Crossing. Maybe this will be for you. It's really really relaxing. Mm. You literally start off with like a plain field of water and you just build fucking cities. You just build and you build. You can change the colors. You can. It's it's just fun. It's addicting because it's just nonsense. The way you building. said build just reminded me of Kylie Sonique Love. The way her twang comes in. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Uh, I was like, I had a twang? It sounded a little bit um, like Well, you can build... No, I don't want to say the word. <laughs> um, and it's fun. It's just addicting. I've been playing it just for, for like, killing time mm-hmm. uh, or my break time for my tasks. And then I've just still been playing Pokemon. What's new? Mm-hmm. Oh, I played a little bit of the Metal Slug. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not the one I wanted to play, but I'm like, I'm still going to play these. Like, these were... It was, like, I think, like, five bucks for both of them. So, I'm like, it's nice nice to have something like this on my Switch. Those are all I've been playing. Yeah, I haven't really been doing too much with games because I'm still waiting. I'm trying not to get too much into games because I need to be productive. And I feel like for a while I was letting them overtake mm-hmm. my time too much. And I'm trying to put myself on a game schedule where I'm like, I can only play for this much. Ooh, we love the schedule. Until I get time, until I get more tasks done. Mm-hmm. I'm still excited for Pokemon when it comes out. I'm still excited for Pokemon when it comes out in... I don't remember if it's the end of October or November. Coming out, excited for that. There's some, technically supposed to be a, a Nintendo Direct that came out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to check that out later. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, before we exit this week's episode, I want to leave us off with two quotes. The first... This is from Neil Baringham. Too many people think the grass is greener somewhere else, but the grass is green where you water it. I like that. This next quote and last quote, please forgive me for this name pronunciation. I think it's Fitch Not Han said, the present moment is a substance with which the future is made. Therefore, the best way to take care of the future is to take care of the present moment. And with that, if you're listening, and if you haven't done already, please follow our socials. Please check out our art at fruitspodcast.com and like, subscribe, and comment slash rate on our podcast anywhere you stream it. Anywhere. And until Apple's next podcast, week. You know, <laughs> you just type that in there. Right. You'll find the solution. <laughs> until next week, thank you for a good conversation, Benjamin. Thank you for having me <laughs> this week. Um, I missed that last yeah. part. I accidentally stopped the recording. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to do it again. Okay. It's lame. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, until next week, love you. Love you too.